This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 621 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and TotalSettleFit.com. On tonight's show, we were starting a new series promoting small businesses. After that, we will be joined by Brittany Fraser Beaulieu, talking about the challenges of competing in 2020 while looking to qualify for the Olympics. We will then bring you a great trainer tip from Jennifer Williams. Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. Hello, Reese. How are you? I'm good. You are not at home, are you? Not at home this week. Uh, <laughs> yes. We took, yeah, my wife and I took a little time and we're just visiting uh, our families uh, a little bit up north. So we did a little drive th- today and, uh, and uh, we just arrived and It'll be it'll be good to get a little bit of time off. Yeah, you guys, your lockdown is easing in Canada because you've been in lockdown, well, till now. Weeks um, and weeks and weeks. Yeah, so yeah. long. So that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. So uh, yeah, I mean, and and you know, it happened to be advantageous that the weather turned really hot and and all this you know summer stuff. So we thought, hey, let's just uh, get away. Let's visit our family, which we have not seen and. Uh, since before Christmas or sometime, you know, sometime yeah, in the winter. A long so, time anyways, ago. Yeah. yeah cool. Long time ago. So yeah, we're really happy about that. Happy to get a break. Happy for the weather. Like all, all, all of this it. Awesome just stuff. happy. Yeah. Just happy. Did you, did you feel like, you know, a pony that got loose with a lot of grass and you got to run <laughs> like free? Yeah. Yeah. Only the, the pony doesn't know it has to go back into the paddock eventually. I think, I think this, <laughs> This is the uh, downside that they are free and they think they're free forever. Uh, right. Um, yeah, I don't have any misconceptions about that. We're going to go back to work uh, next week and uh, <laughs> kind of look forward towards maybe getting some show season in and, and what? You know, more great stuff on the horizon. So, yes, we're feeling very positive here and, and everybody I talk to and, you know, we're, we're hopefully getting getting back to it and uh, carefully you know, going to get on with our lives, I think. Good. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Thank yeah. goodness. I love it. That's, I'm excited for you. And I hope you guys, cause you haven't shown you, you guys did not show last year at all. So I no, think, be- no, that's uh, I got, we got one show in. Okay. Okay. We got one show in and, and uh, it was good and, and all that, all that stuff. But yeah, uh, it, it's going to be knocking out, you know, what do they say? Knocking out the cobwebs or, or whatever. Yes. We're going to have to, yeah, yeah. We're going to knock, knock off the rust uh, and, and try and try and get back to it. So that's a little bit daunting. And, you know, like, like, like I've talked about in the show, we really, you know, try to go out and, and have success. But I think expectations have to be realistic for our first show, getting out there and, you know, and those kinds of things. But uh, hopefully this year, the first show won't be the last show and, uh, and we can, you know, work on, work on things that we need to work on and, and make goals and all that awesome stuff we talk about on our, on our uh, podcast mm-hmm. here. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited for you. We did a little bit of that for sure. Um, we did a little bit of that today. Uh, we had one of the young horses. We, uh, did a ride a test with him. He's got to start at, at my assistant's horse, uh, needs to start going places. So we did a, a, a little ride a test with, uh, a local judge, which was fun. And, okay, yeah, uh, great. yeah, just kind of, yeah. you know, same thing, like kind of getting out there and starting to move and do, do the things, uh, which is great. We have a, another little show coming up, uh, big Michael go to that and again, just kind of keep the cobwebs from forming. <laughs> on him <laughs> he, he he's like wait i haven't been in the ring in a while i i don't know what is this uh which is great so um it's been nice we're kind of doing a show a month right now which is nice yeah that's, so that's, a, that's, a, that's like a kind of a, a good uh summer project of, of you know not being too crazy like it like it gets in florida but just uh a show a month i i yeah i like that idea yeah. yeah, it's nice. It's just enough to like, okay, it, it gives you a goal to work toward and then something to like fix. Uh, and, and also for me, it's good for me to keep going in the ring. So uh, that's a good thing. So all, all is well for, with that for sure. But Phil, I don't know if you, you guys were traveling, but I watched uh, the observation. It was the U.S. observation event for Tokyo that happened last night. So we record on Thursday nights. Uh, so the Grand Prix has happened and Adrian Lyle had an amazing ride. Uh, she had an 82.413%. I think that's her career high to this date with that horse. And, and he looked great on Salvino. He looked super. He just was, it was such a flawless test and you can see they really have materialized into such a good team. So, uh, I know everyone's super excited about them. And then Sabine shout Carey, who uh, came on the show not that long ago and did a lovely interview, uh, about Senseo. Um, she had a beautiful ride. Oh my goodness. It was the best I've ever seen that horse look. Uh, he just was awesome. Uh, Stefan Peters and Super Casper, Super Casper had a 77.696. Um, a couple little hiccups last night, and we'll see tomorrow's the Grand Prix special. So it'll be fun to see he makes some adjustments and that. Just little little things, nothing terrible. Um, and then Nick Wagman, um, he made some mistakes, uh, but had uh, and I've seen that horse in Florida when we were down there and uh, like he, he did 17 ones instead of 15 ones. So I'm sure he'd, he'd take that back in a heartbeat, but um, he had a lovely, lovely test and he has a great partnership with Don John. Uh, definitely a partnership that is worth watching. And then a good friend of our show, Olivia Lagoy Welts was fifth with a 75.131. Uh, and, you know, again, she's a good friend of ours and always cheering her on. And she is such a beautiful rider. And they also had a, a lovely, lovely test. So those are your top five and Alice Tarjan, uh, incandescence. It was a 74.282, uh, also a very good ride on a really cool up and coming horse. So, uh, that was the top six and, uh, it was quite, quite, you know, a good, good one. And then, uh, Charlotte Yorst was seventh and Ben Ebeling, who was on the show not that long ago was eighth. So it was quite a fun group. So, um, I, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I think we're all going to get together and, and have a little party, uh, and watch the specials. So that was fun. Yeah. I, I, I hopefully can, uh, you know, find some time or, or, you know, get away from family commitments and, uh, mm-hmm. and watch too, because it's, uh, it's, it's a really strong group that's, uh, you know, that's competing here for a place on the Olympic team. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah we wish them luck and, and we yeah. hope everyone has success not just exactly. a few people, but, uh, I Everybody. think it's, it's, a, 
it's a really nice group of you know um, experienced riders and and up and coming riders and um, there's you know always exciting things coming coming from our, our southern neighbors. Yes, exactly, exactly. So it's really fun to watch that, and and I like the format. Uh, there were some questions on Facebook which I thought was interesting. The reason that it starts, the class starts at something like eight thirty, and um, the last ride last night was Sabine, and she didn't she didn't ride till ten forty five at night. But they're doing that, and they did it at WEF, uh, which is a different venue. It's just across the street where the jumpers normally are. They did that because it was to simulate Tokyo as much as possible. And, you know, the horses at this point have all kind of been to global. So I think it was really smart of them to number one, do it late, but number two, change the venue because the horses have gone so much to global. I think changing the venue was a really good idea. So that's pretty fun to watch. So we'll continue watching it, uh, you know, and that's happening in Europe too. I mean, all the teams are starting to form and it's starting to get Olympic-esque. And I, I, I just love the Olympics. I cannot wait. I literally like sit at the TV for two weeks. Like I, I don't even care what's on. I'm watching it. <laughs> I am <laughs> like an events, Olympic yeah. All of them. Spoken, uh, it's like four like in the morning. Competitor, you know? Who just yeah. loves competition. I just yeah. love it. And it's like surfing. And like by the end of the broadcast, I'm like, I know all about surfing or, you know, whatever, like track and field. I love, I was a swimmer. So I love watching the swimming. Oh yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I am so tired for those two weeks. Cause I do, I stay up way too late. The like late night coverage. I'm like, yeah, I'm on it. And, and, and poor Travis is like, it's time to go to bed. I'm like, no, 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 no swimming. <laughs> so I'm excited. I, 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 I mean, fingers crossed the Olympics or as of right now they're going and, and I can't wait. I'm so excited. So I love it. So it's great competition and we have a really good show. We're going to get started and I think everyone's going to fall in love with our next guest. She is really quite a young lady. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoy the interview with Zoe. Well, tonight I am so excited to introduce to everyone my mentee from the Optimum Youth Equestrian Scholarship, or OES, Zoe Mamuchis. Zoe, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we got paired together through OES, which is very fun. We've had a couple conversations together, and you have this amazing small business that I have already participated in. And it's such a cool program. And we wanted to introduce you to everyone and introduce your small business. So I wanted to have you start off and tell us a little bit about yourself and your story. Yeah, absolutely. So I have been riding since I was eight years old. I'm 18 now. So that makes it 10 years. I started riding hunt seats and I showed in a lot of equitation. I never really got around to jumping. I was always a little bit nervous about it. But I ended up moving to Massachusetts from Pennsylvania, and I had to look for a new barn, which led me to eventing. And recently, I ended up with my own horse. He is an Arabian cross named Prince, and I decided to pick up dressage with him. So that's been super exciting. Oh, I love it because, of course, I don't jump. So I'm with you. <laughs> I am completely thinking this is the smartest thing. You've got the perfect mentor. <laughs> You have the perfect mentor, the non-jumping mentor. Phil, you don't do a lot of jumping either, sir. No, it's it's been it's been a while, and, and <laughs> I, I I like Zoe was was uh, 
you know, my younger years, um, you know, I, I back a lot of horses and that kind of thing, but I was always, you know, a little nervous about the, about the jumping as well. But, uh, you know, like inevitably I had to do, had to do some of it in, in my early years, but now it's all, you know, the biggest thing is, is, a is a Cavaletti, a ground pole, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, I'm, I'm okay with that, but, uh, anything more, yeah, it's just can be nerve wracking for sure. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I totally get it. So Zoe, to tell us a little bit about your horse. That's what I want to know. So I recently started leasing my horse in December. He lived in my backyard in a barn that I renovated. He just turned six in April and he is a little bit green. He actually got a bone chip removed from his front right fetlock. And he's fully recovered from that surgery, but he was supposed to be a jumper and I have him. And that's the reason I'm leasing him is because he needs a new path. So dressage we thought was the way to go. And so I'm just working on the simple basics with him, trying to learn some dressage myself. But really at this point, we're working on our transitions and rhythm for the most part. I love this. Tell us about your barn. That is so cool. You renovated barn in your backyard. I love it. Yeah, the barn has two stalls and a little tack and feed room. Um, the other horse at the barn is named Scout. It's one of my good friend's horses that she is boarding with us. Scout is a 14-hand paint pony, and my horse is 15-3 and a paint horse. Um, so they are so cute, and they love each other. Sometimes, you know when horses seem to be best friends, but it also seems like they hate each other? Uh, they can't be, they cannot be pulled apart. <laughs> they are so herd bound, but it's a very nice barn. We have a little aisle and we have two paddocks, one with grass and one without. And then we have a little outdoor sand ring that we ride in and we're connected to 11 acres of trails and a nature reserve. Wow. That sounds pretty perfect actually. Yeah. So, it's been uh, my dream uh, since I was little. Okay. Yeah. How did you get involved in the mentorship program? So I have a friend who told me about the mentorship program. Um, OES caters to people in underrepresented communities in the horseback riding community. I personally identify as part of the LGBTQ community. And so I wrote about how I have faced adversity in the community and all of the struggles I have um, encountered with that. And I ended up getting matched with some amazing mentors, Reese being one of them. I believe we mostly got matched with each other because I'm learning dressage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think so. And um, which is so fun. So, but one of the things that I, you know, when we talked, I was so impressed with you as a, just as a person and you have such drive in the horse world and to have your horse. Uh, so tell us about your business, PonySocksBox.com. Yeah. So PonySocksBox started because I saw all of these like regular sock subscription boxes. And I was like, it would be really cool if I did this with horse socks. And I found that it had never really been a company that had happened before. I saw a couple places that explored the idea, but didn't really end up going into depth with it. And so in December of 2020, I got to work creating my first box. It was really exciting. It's not the first business I've ever started. I had an, another nonprofit in which I made jewelry. So I'm pretty good at setting up the basics of the business. Um, it was just 
connecting with suppliers and figuring out all the logistics and filling out all the forms so I could be a legit business. And so basically every month you get a pair of super cute riding socks with some gourmet horse treats that are made from usually someone local who sells handmade horse treats. I try to support other small businesses who are run by people around my age because I know that I love to be supported by the people in my community as well. And I like giving them a little boost. And I just think the boxes are so cute. I set aside myself one every month as well. (laughs) They are incredibly cute. I'm just going to say, I got, if anybody knows me, I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the podcast, but I love anything unicorn. And so it literally, I opened my box and I squealed. (laughs) My husband was like, what is wrong with you? I was like, I got unicorn horse treats. And then of course I went and gave them to my horses, which are my unicorns. And I took pictures. So (laughs) I was so excited and I love the socks. I also love socks. If you, so this box was like, I opened it up and it was perfect for me. And I was like, this is so fun. And I can't wait. I have to order my July box. Actually, I'm looking forward to that because it was such a, I like the boxes because it's just like a little bit of fun that comes in the mail and it's just exciting to have them come. But uh, I just loved, I just loved my box. And I thought this is such a great idea. And I love also to help uh, young people with their goals. And, And so what is your goal with the business? So my goal with the business is really to kind of be able to, I think, as well as the secondary income from my regular part-time job, I just really want to be able to support myself with something I love doing. And Pony Socks Box is something that I just really enjoy doing. And I really love the joy it gives other people when they get it. I love getting the reviews of people being so happy when they got their box. And I think that's really my main goal is to kind of spread joy and a service that some people would find fun. So what what would be your advice to anybody who's like kind of sitting around and especially a young person like yourself is kind of like, I have this idea. I don't know what, like, I don't know how to take it forward. I don't know what to do. What's your advice? This seems like the most basic advice I could give, but honestly, don't give up. There's been so many times where I've just wanted to give up because it seems like too much work or I don't feel like I'm growing fast enough. You can't hold yourself to impossible standards. You're going to grow at whatever rate you grow and you just have to find the joy in doing what you love and you just cannot throw the whole thing away and you have to work towards that end goal. And that's really what's kept me going. That's awesome. That is awesome. And this is why, Zoe, we hope that our listeners are going to uh, like flood you this month and next month. That would be awesome. And I think everyone will just, they'll, they'll get so excited when they get their box. Uh, but we just, we're so happy that you're a part of our community and we're glad that we met you. And we really hope that getting small businesses out here on the show and interviewing um, people like yourselves with such great ideas and such, it's just such a good story that we hope that everybody can continue sort of with their horsey goals And uh, so tell us real quick, how is dressage going? So I actually just got off my horse maybe an hour ago. And I think it's going pretty well. For someone who has limited knowledge about dressage, I do take lessons every week. But I can genuinely feel a difference from when we started. And I love feeling that progress, especially with a green horse. 
it makes me so happy to know that like we're really starting to click and we're starting to learn new things. And today we actually were able to have fault effectively. And that made me really excited. That is really um, exciting. <laughs> so everything's going along really well. We're moving at our own pace, but Prince has been amazing. He's such a good sport. Um, and I'm really excited to continue learning. I love it. Well, Zoe, tell us all of your things. How can our listeners find you? Order from PonySocksBox.com. Tell us all the things. So uh, I have an Instagram. It's PonySocksBox. It's socks with an X. And Facebook, if you search Pony Socks Box, you can like us on Facebook. And then the website is www.PonySocksSoxBox.com. And all of the information is on there. Don't be afraid to shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram if you have any questions. And my email is contact at PonySocksBox.com in case you have any other inquiries. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Keep going, girl. And we're going to stay in touch and hear how your journey is going to go with your dressage. Yeah, absolutely. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Have you heard of Saccharomyces boulardii? It's a yeast, a type of probiotic. Often referred to as S. boulardii, it benefits your horse's digestive tract in several different ways. One unique property of S. boulardii is that it supports the stimulation of something called brush broader membrane enzymes that are found in the intestinal lining. These enzymes help your horse digest starches and sugars in the small intestine. When the sugars and starches are more completely digested, fewer of them escape into the hindgut where they can ferment and cause imbalances that lead to colic, diarrhea, and laminitis. Saccharomyces boulardii is found in Nalox Advanced, made by Kentucky Performance Products. Nalox Advanced contains a blend of yeast, fermentation solubles, and stomach buffers. These ingredients work together to maintain your horse's digestive tract in peak condition. Nalox Advanced is recommended for horses of all ages and stages and is fed on a daily basis. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Well, tonight, we are so happy to have back on the program, Brittany Fraser-Bouillieu. She is the rider of All In, international rider from Canada, and All In is one of my favorite horses on the planet. Brittany, welcome back. Thanks for having me tonight. Well, we had you. You Last time we talked to you, you had just had a baby, and you were getting back to riding. Tell us, how's the baby doing? Oh, he's great. He's uh, actually turning two next week. I can't believe as the time is this flying. I will say he's in terrible two. No, he's he's so fun, but he is very busy, into everything, it loves to explore, not afraid of anything, which terrifies me a little bit, but that's okay. 
(laughs) I bet. I bet. And so, you know, we're starting our first series. We're talking about sort of adversity that riders that have been working on qualifying for the Olympics, nothing has been named yet. So we're just talking about what is it like? Um, you were in Florida all season, but tell us some of the things while you're working toward qualifications for the Olympics, what are some challenges that you've been running into? Well, this year was, uh, you know, it was a challenging year for many. I will say, first of all, we were so fortunate and blessed to be able to compete the way that we did at Adequan Global Dressage Festival. Um, they made, you know, everything run extremely smoothly, and um, they made a very safe environment for all of us, which was, you know, which was key for helping us. So that was um, that was pretty amazing for all of us to be able to compete there. Um, this year, for me personally, my my husband um, could not come to Florida. He he um, he came for Christmas, and then he had to go back home for working. And with Canada, with the restrictions, we had the hotel three day hotel stay plus a two week quarantine on top of that. So traveling back and forth to see myself and our baby was next to impossible. So my mom and my dad um, were in Florida with me this year, helping me. My mom lived with me, which was a huge help because I worked every day. I have many ambitious um, students that um, are truly amazing. So my schedule was was pretty uh, was pretty full with uh, my own horses plus plus the girls. Um, so that part was, you know, was a little bit hard to, to manage get the schedule and, and, you know, um, everybody showing at the same time and a baby at home. Sometimes I felt guilty that I wasn't at home with him, but I knew he was in very safe hands with my mom. Mm-hmm. And I tried to, um, you know, I tried to bring him to the show as much as I could to get them out of the house. And so thanks for, for Wellington for everything being so close and travel wise, it was, you know, to getting, getting around to the stables is so easy in Wellington. So that is, um, you know, very, very easy for the horse show perspective. My competition competition season went very well. I had a little bit of, um, of a hiccup halfway through the season where my horse all in had, um, like, he has bad allergies and I can't, it's, it's not every year in Florida that he suffers from allergies, but now and again he does, and this year he did. Um, so during the five-star, he started to cough and really blowing out a lot, so I decided he was not fit to compete for that show, and he needed a few weeks of rest and, and medication, and I'm very fortunate that you know he, he came back from that and he got over it. Um, so that was a little bit of a hiccup for me this year. But other than that, I had some personal bests in the Grand Prix. I had 73.6, and I broke the um, Canadian Grand Prix freestyle record, which was 79.3, which was... What? That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Woohoo. Two years. Yeah, that's amazing. So that was my highlight for the season. And we also, at the end of the season, um, because another challenge is, is we don't really compete in that many venues anymore. We Mm -hmm. are at Global for three months and the horses don't see another venue. So we did go to the um, Ocala Horse Show 
What a facility. Wow. Incredible. Um, so that was, that was kind of our last, um, our last show before we made the truck back to Canada. Um, show went very well. And after I competed that show, I was fully qualified for the Olympics. The way, um, our criteria worked, it it works is we needed a score after April 1st, a Grand Prix and a Grand Prix special. So I, um, I completed that. So that made me fully qualified for the Olympics. So I did not and then, and the show again. Yes. Yeah. So then you you, uh, you trucked back to Montreal and you've been, well, what have you been I up to? I trucked back to Montreal. My horses went commercial and my groom, my mom, my baby, and my dog, we <laughs> drove back in a small car. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you. Sure how, how many hours? How many hours is that? Yeah, just yeah. just to give uh, people perspective. Five hours. How and many? With just twenty-five. Oh. With almost yeah. a two-year-old. And <laughs> I said, at any moment, I, I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. We, at any moment, I thought if this was going to go south, I was going to go to the closest airport and fly home. But yeah. if I flew home then I would have to stay in a hotel for three days, pay up to $2,000 with a baby <gasps> oh, by no. myself. Oh my God. Not being, I think you can leave for 15, you could have left for 15 minutes to get fresh air. All I heard was horror stories about that whole procedure. So I wanted to boycott that at any way possible. But I hooked up the iPad to the car and he was, <laughs> so amazing we stopped one night um and slept overnight but it was i had all these horror like images in my head that he was going to be crying and we couldn't console him but it didn't happen so, oh, thank god thank god thank god so we drove <laughs> 25 hours back to montreal and yeah it was that part went very very smoothly so we all had our covid tests we all had our papers proper papers and um yeah the border guards were greeting us with open arms oh that's did you does the baby have to have a covid test i'm just curious no he did not have to have a covid test and actually my groom and i did not have to quarantine we did not have to self-isolate because we um were with animals and he the officer knew that i needed to keep training um so we did not my mom with us did have to self-isolate because she was not a rider or a groom. Um, so that was a little, she, yeah. she, she maybe wanted the quiet time. That. I'm just saying, maybe she was <laughs> like, Oh darn, I have to read a book. You know, you can relax and not chase a two year old around. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that was kind of my experience for, um, this year. Like I, I felt so fortunate you know, being able to, like I said before, just to compete and go to the horse show and feel safe, you know, looking at everything what's happening all over the world in Europe with the EHV and all the horses being sick and horse shows being shut down. It just felt like there was one roadblock after another happening for horse shows not to happen. And in Wellington, we were, we were just cruising on through them. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to, I was just going to ask you, like, what do you think about, that for you is is key to that level of achievement and that level of success while there was so much distraction going on and while you were you know 
working and teaching and helping helping those young writers and and you know tell us what's the secret i well i think for me is i know my horse so well and he knows his job so i knew as long as i kept him healthy and fit he would go in there and perform for me my groom and my coach, I have to give full credit to. Uh, my groom, Katie, she keeps everything in line. Everything is perfectly organized. She knows, you know, I'm a little bit distracted when I have a million things going on in my head. So I ask her where something is. She knows exactly where it's at. Yeah. She also knows my horse all in um, extremely well. So any little thing she would, you know, communicate us, we would call, it, call the vet if we needed or a farrier or, you know, Everything and everything in Florida is so easy to get access to when you have a problem, which is also great. Um, and training with my trainer, you know, Ashley and I have had a relationship now for probably almost ten years, and she helped me if I if I did if I wasn't training with her, you know, I never trained a horse to Grand Prix before. All in was my first one, so and Ashley was a huge success to that. Um, so she also knows my horse inside and out, which, you know, just takes a little bit of stress off everybody, I think, because I know he's going to go in there and perform. If he's a little bit ADD or looking and not paying attention, he maybe will mess up the changes, but he's not going to do anything that's drastic. So I have so much confidence in him that he's going to go in and do his job, which gives me more confidence, gives my trainer more confidence. You know, it's a little bit of a win-win. I, I said to my husband and Katie, I said, you know, whatever he gives me after the Olympics is a bonus because this horse has brought me so much success and has brought me to the top of the sport and he deserves whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I think, I think you're so right. I mean, when you really talk to top professional riders, it is so much about the team they have behind them. And that is, yes, you know, the farriers, the, the yeah. massage therapists, you know, there is endless people, um, that you can count on. Um, you know, when Allen was having his breathing problem, Meg Miller, the specialist was there, you know, seeing what we could do to make him better. And, mm. you know, there was a, it's a team effort in so many ways. If yeah. you don't have the team that works with you, it's really, you feel pretty lonely. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. And especially like you said, like, especially when there's a problem. Yes. And, you know, again, we get really spoiled in Wellington and, and I'm not sure about home oh. for you, but we're, we're very spoiled there. You, you need something, you can have it basically that day, maybe the next morning. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, and at so home, it's I have a great team around me too. I do. I have a great team, but I have to realize that it just doesn't come in at half an hour. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I have to be a little bit patient, which sometimes I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's hard. And when you're competing at that level and going for the Olympics at that level, you know, it's, it's incredibly difficult, but Brittany, we can't thank you enough for coming on. I mean, this is such a cool conversation. I've been listening to podcasts with other athletes going to Tokyo and, and the struggles. I think it, you know, we all see the amazing photos uh, of the success, but you know, don't always know or understand sort of how difficult it is to, to compete at that level and um, to have a feeling family and, and a baby and, and all of those things. And COVID just made all of those challenges that, that much harder this year. So yeah, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of sacrifice goes into it, I'm sure. 
Yes, that is for sure a lot. But, you know, it's kind of when you sign up for this role, you have to kind of have many different plans. If you have one one pathway <laughs> of a plan and you think you're going to stick to that path, you got another thing coming because it never works out <laughs> that way. You need yeah. about five plans and one of them I'm sure will work, but there will be roadblocks. But, you know, that's what horses make you good at. They make you like, Think quick, find a different plan if that plan doesn't work. <laughs> Go to the next one. Yeah, That's no, it. it's it's so true. Well, Brittany, we just can't wish you enough luck going forward. We fingers and toes crossed as as Canada starts to name the team and, and hearing about your adventures. Yeah. Uh, going forward, we can't wait. So thank you so much for your time tonight. And how can our listeners find you online? You can follow me on Instagram at Brittany Bullyu. Or um, I also have a website, Fraser Bullia Equestrian, or on Facebook, Brittany Fraser Bullia. Fantastic. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed going forward, and we wish you the best of luck this summer. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have you ever wondered how to keep your horse sound and how to prevent future lameness issues? Have you had to deal with abscesses, stone bruises, laminitis, navicular, or soft tissue damage in the hoof capsule? Or maybe you're a farrier and you want to learn how top vets around the world diagnose and treat various hoof care issues. The Humble Hoof is a podcast for both owners and professionals discussing the health of the hoof and soundness of your horse. Check us out, published twice a month on Horse Radio Network. Well, Phil, this is fresh on my mind because I just left the arena right before we came in to record, and uh, which at my farm is not very far. It's like 25 steps, but yeah, I'm looking and I, and I was uh, at my ring when we record and I was thinking, gosh, you know, you, we don't check our stirrup leathers enough. And I actually was just chatting with a student at the end of her lesson and I was rolling up her stirrups and I was like horrified at the state of her stirrup leathers. And I literally told her, I said, by the way, it is time to replace your stirrup leathers. So number one, make sure you're checking your stirrup leathers a couple times a year that, that they're still intact and everything looks good. And then I explained to her about the stability stirrup leathers from Total Saddle Fit and why I love them so much. And I explained to her and then I showed her the website of the difference in the stirrup leathers she had and the stirrup leathers from uh, the stability stirrup leathers, which are significantly wider and help stabilize your leg more. And she couldn't believe it. She was like, oh my gosh, why haven't, why did I not know about these? And I was said, well, you probably don't listen to my podcast, but. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're getting her on all accounts. Yeah, I got her on all accounts. You don't, you don't take my advice, all, the, all that, <laughs> that stuff. You know, something that people don't realize is how much your, your stirrup leathers can stretch over, over yes. time. And especially, you know, um. If you if you're not mounting from a mounting block, if you're mounting from the ground, but even if you are mounting from a mounting block, that the left one will stretch a lot. That's why they always say, you know, switch them back and forth, you know, mm -hmm. every every so often. So, you know, that's the first piece of advice. But the second one is if they've if they've really gotten out of whack and they're really stretched, it's time for a new set. Anyway, mm -hmm. it is. Know. And and the stability stirrup leathers, it, to me, it's a no brainer piece of equipment that you should upgrade to. Uh, and she was so happy and she had no idea. So, uh, again, they're fantastic. They come in regular and slim versions 
And uh, you can find them on the website, www.totalsaddlefit.com. And everybody over there, uh, Justin and his team are fantastic. And uh, we really will, we really believe they will help your riding. So take a look at those stirrup leathers. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, tonight for our Total Saddle Fit tip of the week, we are so happy to have Jennifer Schrader-Williams on the show with us again. She is an international Grand Prix rider and owner of Summervale Premier Dressage. Jennifer, welcome back. Hi, it's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, you have a great tip for us us this week, which we have never had before. So I'll let you get started. Yeah, I just thought a really nice tip would be to focus on a few minutes of groundwork every day before your riding session. I often see people come in the arena where the horse, um, first off, bowls them over at the mounting block sometimes. Yeah, And secondly, once they get on, you know, maybe doesn't necessarily walk off, doesn't really go in front of the legs for a few minutes and maybe runs through their hand right off the get go. Um, And so some of the things that I've learned in my many years of trying horses for sale or getting horses in that are for sale that I want to test a few things on the ground first. And really, I do this because it's is for my safety. uh, And it really saves my body. And this can be a really short test. It does not have to be an elaborate session. But literally, if I just go and cluck to the horse, this is on the ground, I'm standing next to him, I might even hold the reins um, up by the wither as if I'm close to a riding position, and I'm walking along the side of the horse, I cluck to the horse, and I just ask him to try. And right there, I generally will have a very good feel if he's going to tell me absolutely not if, or if he's going to run me over. Um, so I trot the horse for a few steps and then I halt the horse. And when the horse halts, again, does he stop with me at my shoulder or does he just run me over? And so this can be very simple. Cluck, trot halt, the horse doesn't run you over. And when you establish that foundation on the ground, it truly carries over into the saddle. And it's also a really great precursor to what we're going to do when we start the horse in hand and starting with half steps down the line. Um, I just start to bring that pressure a little bit more contained and my cluck means go and my body means don't run me over. So it's just one of the tips that I check in on and I've found myself to be a lot more feeling a lot safer in the saddle on a horse. I don't know uh, when I test those, those two pieces before I get on. Yeah, I think that, I think that's really great because, you know, a horse that will, you know, kind of push you around while you're trying to lead them or just, you know, in the stall or in the, in the in the grooming stall, like they have to have manners. Otherwise you're not setting Mm -hmm. a good tone. You're not setting a good tone for when, when you want to get on top. And then, you know, like you have to be the boss kind of, or a good leader. I'm going to say you got to be a good leader all the time. Yeah. And I'll say too, it just a few minutes of that work in hand really warms up their back and it gives you a completely different feel when you get on them, uh, that they already feel like they're ready to go in front of the leg. They already feel like they're ready to be softer in the contact. And 
and a little bit more access into their hindquarters. So it's just something, I mean, I've learned it the hard way, like many things in my life, but Mm -hmm. I've gotten on horses that I haven't tested and said, hey, let's get forward. And I've gotten a surprise every now and then of Mm -hmm. their opinion of that. So um, it's just something that I can get, I can get that test down to about 20 seconds up to the mounting block. And I don't always trot and I don't always halt, but I test that I could. It's a little bit more down the line, but um, it's just a lot of horses feel like we're uh, in a good communication and uh, sets a good tone for the ride often. Well, and I, I have to be honest, I've been bucked off getting on a horse. It was my own horse, but I've been bucked off getting on. So I am actually I think this is such a good thing. I kind of do this myself because yeah, I learned the hard way. And um, uh, I think I, it's really I've important. I've learned that exact lesson as well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so happened. once you, yeah. once you've had that happen, like I, I'm pretty cautious now getting on because of that. And, and really my horses have to stand still. Like that's not a negotiating thing. And, um, yeah. you know, so I think it's such a good thing to do. And especially a horse you don't know. I also think it's mm-hmm. good to have somebody hold the horse when you get on. That's my thing. Just, or if you're mm-hmm. off the property or something and you don't know the horse, it's a good, it's just a safety thing too. Uh, but like I said, I got bucked on my own horse. So, um, but he could yeah. be a little tricky. It was cold and we were at a horse show mm-hmm. and I thought he was okay. And obviously he wasn't. Um, but you know, I learned my lesson. So I think that that's such a smart thing to do. So Jennifer, I love it. And, and I even love it, you know, when you're, when you're on trying sales horses or you're trying horses, mm-hmm. you don't know. Um, because even we're all three of us are professional riders and we're saying, Oh yeah, we do that. Um, but especially mm-hmm. we're not used to getting on new horses and it's, you're in a new environment. Of course, you're probably a little nervous. The horse is picking up on that. So I think that those are all such good tips. I love it. I was just going to say, and even just with some days off, it is a nice little mm. quick way to test them. And it takes 30, 30, great. It's no big deal. But if you find something that's not working, then you have an opportunity to address it before you're back. Yes. Like maybe a lunge, <laughs> you know, we've had some funny <laughs> yeah. temperatures, you know, and it's like, you know, maybe that horse needs, but it gives you a, it gives you a heads up on what you're getting that day. Uh, even on horses, you know, it's not a bad idea. Uh, like you said, we had that happen. had a student come in yesterday that was like, you know, that weather change, I really should have lunged him. You know, he was a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, he, she was okay. Everything was fine. But I thought, yeah, you know, we dropped to like 40 degrees. So not a bad idea to kind yeah. of check in. So I love it from a safety, but also just for the productivity of your ride. I think that's great. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for that tip. I love it. How can our listeners find you online? Yeah. So I am on Somerville Premier Dressage on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And we have a great website, somervillepremierdressage.com that you can go and read about history, about the horses we have for sale about the horses we're competing. And we have some really great sponsors that have been keeping us going for years. Halter Ego, Kingsley Boots, Albion Saddles has been with me for, gosh, 15 years. And uh, Triple Crown Feed and Adeptus Nutrition. They're all keeping our horses looking beautiful and keeping me looking nice in the show ring. And um, they've been a great support. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show. And we wish you luck this summer. Thank you so much. We're going to really enjoy our time together and keep working to improve every day.
Well, Phil, as you guys are getting ready to start back to competition, we wanted to remind everybody of our great book club book that was really designed to help you in competition. It's John Hames' Ride Big, The Ultimate Guide to Building Equestrian Confidence. Phil and I both are enjoying this book. I have read it um, and Phil's working on his, but it really truly is a great book. And uh, I think right now it's really timely for everyone who's going to competition or just generally working with their horse and, and whatever you're working on. I think you'll really enjoy it. So Phil, we have another cool announcement for, we're going to put it sort of in the email and Facebook shout outs. Uh, as always, we love those, um, but we hope today you enjoyed Zoe's interview and that got us talking that um, Phil and I we just love the community here on the dressage radio show. And uh, if someone has a business similar to Zoe's, that is an up and coming small business uh, of something that you do and you want to promote it, uh, we would like you to send Phil and I an email to you know, we, again, we want to highlight some businesses that our community, um, has and all the things that you guys are working on. Again, uh, Zoe's, uh, pony socks box really put a smile on my face. And I was like, this is a great business. And I love helping young people, uh, develop their writing and, and financial, financial stability is part of that. Um, so, you know, we really want to hear from you on what you're doing and we will choose a couple as they come in, uh, that we want to highlight. Isn't that right, Phil? Yeah, we're, we're really interested in building community and giving back to our community and, and helping people with, with their projects and their riding. So we thought we would bring, bring some listeners, small business people onto our show to help highlight and promote their small businesses and, uh, you know, give, give back in whatever way that we can. So, uh, this was a, a great idea. Uh, you know, Reese came up, came up with it because of her mentorship connection to Zoe. But, uh, I think there's lots of really awesome small businesses out there that, uh, you know, couldn't, can grow and we want to help them grow. And, and, uh, mm -hmm. I, th I, I think, Hopefully this this idea takes off and and we can get you know one every other month or a business every three months you know whatever it, it, we'll you know, see we're gonna, we're gonna we'll yeah see, we'll, we'll see, see how this goes. Yeah. yeah we're excited about it and uh, we hope the community is as well exactly so uh, send us an email uh, I'm Reese at horseradionetwork.com and my email is Philip at horseradionetwork.com that's Philip with one L I think some people get that wrong sometimes. Um, yeah, shoot us emails, tell us about your business, tell us about your friend's business, and uh, hopefully this uh, project can take off. Yeah, we love it. And as always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com, and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. You can probably find me best on Facebook or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. We'd like to thank our sponsors tonight for allowing us to put on a good show. That's Kentucky Performance Products and Total Saddle Fit. Don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we can't wait to talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.